This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Hi! Welcome. Grab a seat. Or if you like standing, stand. I got uh, I got the wandering feet. I don't like sitting. My oldest daughter, she is taken after me on phone calls. We we go pacing. I'm in. I go outside the house. I come back in. I don't know what it is, but when I'm on a phone call and I'm not driving, I go wandering. Can't sit still. But I'm strapped in place when I'm driving because it'd be strange if I went wandering while talking on the phone while driving. <coughs> oh, huh. <clears throat> it's the first time I've spoken today. The frog, he was still there. Hi, my name's Dan O'Toole, former professional broadcaster, now professional podcaster. This is episode 46 of this podcast we call Boomsies. We did another podcast uh, this week on Monday. It's going to be a regular thing. We'll get into that in a second, but this is the Mike. Flanagan episode. Pitcher for the Blue Jays from 1987 to 91. Also a Baltimore Oriole grape. And one this is what one of his former catchers said about him. He said, on the days he didn't have good stuff, he just kept coming at you. He would change his rhythm, change his speed, drop down, throw a sidearm curveball. Use every weapon in his arsenal to get you out. And then... On the days when he had good stuff, you had no chance against him. Love hearing pros talk about pros. Back in the 2000s, I was living downtown Toronto. I used to uh, go to a bar. This was before kids and all that. I used to go to a bar that uh, anyone from downtown Toronto in the 2000s is well aware of. The Underground Garage. King Street, right in the the busy stretch. 
and it was a dive bar to end all dive bars. You walk down a set of stairs. You're in the basement. They had brought the entire ceiling was full of bras. Uh, it was you took the, your life into your own hands when you went to the washroom. But it just felt like a a bar out of the movies. You just like being there. There could be 10 people there and you're like, this is happening. Didn't matter the size of the crowd. It felt like it was always happening. And one night uh, I was there and ran into a few Jays. It was um, Jeremy Accardo and Sean Markham were there. We're we're shooting the to Markham's off doing his own thing. So it was me and Accardo. I'm pretty sure it was Accardo. Had a few cocktails into me. So I had to ask him. I'm like, what's it like playing with Roy Halladay? And in that instant, he just lit up. Because this is a pitcher talking about another pitcher. You could tell instantly that he respected him too. He said he'd never seen anyone pitch like Roy Halladay. And for that hitters that faced him, he said it was like he was on top of them. He was that imposing. He said he'd never seen anyone as focused as Roy Halladay on his craft as Roy was. He Roy read the same book about pitching every spring training. He was a student of the game. And I just loved hearing a guy in the same profession just gush about a teammate and someone that they admired so much. Love that. Uh, So, yeah, here we are for the regular boomsies, the numbered boomsies, the special boom booms. Oh, that's what we could have called it, the special boom boom. We're going to be doing it every Monday, the Monday fun day. We discovered we had too much stuff. It was like we were filling a beanbag chair. And we had two chairs of stuffing, but only one chair. So what do you do? You get another chair. You stuff that chair. You stuff both chairs. Don't have leftover stuffing. Also, good tip for Thanksgiving. Stuff that chair. Stuff that chair. Move that bus. Move that bus. Come on, who didn't like that show? Extreme Home Makeover. Gives me tingles thinking about it. I'm like, I I can't wait to see this family's reaction when they move that bus and see their new home. For those unaware, Extreme Home Makeover. They would find a family in need who couldn't pay their bills or they had medical expenses, which how you have to lose your home to pay to get someone better is mind-boggling. They would find these families, fix up their existing homes, or build them a new one. They fixed or built a home in about a day. Did they get building permits? Ah, who knows? 
Also, going to the building permit office probably doesn't make good TV. Yeah, here's Jim submitting the plans for the Smith's new house. This'll take a couple months. But I cried every single episode. Because he could just see that the weight was lifted off these families by having these bills taken care of for them. No mortgage. And my favorite, my favorite part was when they were talking to the kids. So the designer would like sit in the backyard with uh, one of the kids in the families. And they'd be like, uh, you could tell the designer had a design already in mind. They've already bought everything for this room. Hey, uh, hey, Billy. Uh, so what do you like doing, Billy? And Billy's like, uh, I don't know, sports. I like playing sports. And the designer, how about dinosaurs? Uh, what? You like dinosaurs, don't you? Uh, I guess you do know what a dinosaur is, right? Yeah, perfect. And then cut to an entire room built in a dinosaur's head. For 15-year-old Billy. Billy's walking around. He's like, ah, I get... Billy, you big dinosaur guy? I, I guess I am now. Move that bus. <laughs> Billy, st- Billy's 21. Still into dinosaurs, eh, Billy? Well, they f***ing built this room, so what am I going to do? It's a dinosaur's head. Can we get the crew back here? No, they're gone. The show's over. You're stuck with it. I think the show's over. I don't know. I haven't seen it. (laughs) And then there was the show before that, that the Thai guy was on where it was an abomination where they would find two couples that were friends and they would redo a room in each other's houses. And there was no budget. Like they'd say, here, you got $50 to do Sally's uh, dining room. And they would go to the arts and crafts store and buy paint that was on sale. And most of the people for this one, and this wasn't done for families in need. This was just, uh, hey, you need a revamped room. We're going to do it. Your your friend's going to do it. There was tears in that show. The best editor in the world couldn't edit it to make it look like that person liked that room. And it was done so fast that they had to get the shots quick of the room because shit was falling off the walls. They were like putting stuff on with glue guns. What was that called? Room swap? Hmm. Z Money, look that up. Um, trading spaces? Trading spaces. Thank you, producer Tim. Trading spaces. That show definitely off the air. Here's your new dining room. Uh, It's pink with glitters. You like pink and glitters? Can I have the dinosaur room instead? That's a different show. Stay with the program, Sally. Unrelated, I was uh, dropping the kids off at school the other day. And um, when did sweatpants become the norm? 
I know I'm I, I'm sounding old here. But when I was a child, even a teenager, first off, we called them jogging pants. If you went to school when I was a child slash teenager in sweatpants, first off, you would have been pantsed instantly. Like you would have had to wear seven belts to keep those sweatpants up because they're, they're coming down. Secondly, you would have been bullied out of the school. People were like, hey, what are you, homeless? You can't afford pants? No one wore sweatpants. And when someone did, you knew something went wrong at home. Like the, the, the washing machine's broken. I don't have my uh, my inch thick jean material jeans. Those jeans that'll last you from grade one to eight. There's no rip in those. But now every single person wears sweatpants. It is odd to see jeans. And fun fact, I don't wear sweatpants, ever. Why? Because I'm not a child. I'm an adult. My kids, they've stopped asking now. Because I walk around the, the house in big boy pants. I wear adult pants. And I see it like this. Say you're a kid and you, you see one of your teachers out in the wild. Always a, a freaky experience. You're like, oh, crap, what are they buying? Oh, Miss Kavanaugh, big into yogurt, I see. Oh, hmm, milk as well. Okay, she's not lactose intolerant. Put that in my notes. But say Miss Kavanaugh was in sweats. The kid's perception of that teacher immediately changes. They're like, what's going on? Is everything okay with Miss Kavanaugh? Does her washing machine not work? So I just don't do it. No sweats guy. Shorts in the summer. Pants the rest of the time. That's it. I am game ready at all times. I get called in to play coach. I'm ready to go. I'm I'm not like, uh, oh, I got to go change. Uh, I got to take these disgusting sweatpants off. Find some big boy pants. Uh, I'm going to be a while. Nope. You call me. I'm out the door. One minute. No wardrobe change needed. And I already know what you're thinking. The majority of you are thinking, don't you like to be comfortable at home, Dan? Like, don't you want to just lounge? My answer to you is, if you aren't comfortable in the pants you're wearing, you're buying the wrong pants. And it's not like I'm wearing 
jeans made out of silk over here. I'm not going to the expensive pants store. I'm just buying comfortable pants. This pair of jeans I got on right now, I've had these for like eight years. Even had a little hole and where was it? Oh no, this isn't the pair. I got an oh, I got two sweet pairs. Where I put them on, I'm like, there's like a glove. These are my sweats. These are my comfy pants. But I took them to the, the dry cleaner, even had them revive them, stitch up a few places. And they're good to go for another 10 years. So I want to know, am I alone in my all-day grown-up clothing wearing? Am I the only one that does this? Let me know. I want to know. I seriously want to know. Uh, But we have a big development to get to in my life. This is huge. This is... This could be life-changing because recently I was sent an email out of the blue from what might be my future wife on my previous podcast with Jay, the Jay and Dan podcast. (laughs) We went out on a limb with that name. I had a email correspondence with a young woman by the name of Olga that fizzled what I thought was true love, I believe was a scam. But this one, this is no Olga. In fact, this is Eigel, A-I-G-U-L. And we have some We've been writing up a storm to one another. So we just wanted to bring you our correspondence. Uh, Z-Money is going to play the role of Eigel. And I'm going to play the role of me. And we'll see where this is uh, where this is headed. Because it's some hot and heavy stuff. This is all real. Eigel, definitely a real human somewhere in the world. So, uh, Z-Money, why don't we dive in? The first email sent November 27th. Don't know how she got my email address? I don't want to know. I don't need to know. I just know she's looking for true love. Okay, so the original email goes, G'day, man. We all, people across the world, live in difficult periods currently. An era of pandemic, conflicts, and the bad. This is all extremely negative, and it also wounds me to view all this. I want to find some love, passion. I hope this can actually be possible whenever I match the right person. And for this reason, you should be a male over 30 years old, not taken. (laughs) Looking for a sincere plus genuine bond with a woman, not greedy. Caring and loyal, and you also have to live in planet Earth, or maybe a neighboring planet, then you can definitely, then you definitely is my appropriate person. I can value the honest emotions of a man and be loyal and gentle. I'm Eggle. Please respond in case you are curious. So I get this email and I'm like, 
it's like she handpicked me. I'm over 30. I live on planet Earth. I'm a man. I'm not greedy. I'm carried. I'm carried. I'm loyal. So I I responded. I said, yes, sign me up. I am all these things. And this sent us in to a so cascade res- of emotions. So she responded with, hello, stranger. Right now, I'm even more than sure that, first of all, you looked at my photos. And only then you opened my letter. By the way, I should add in, she's she sent a picture of her standing taking her photo in a mirror. She was fully clothed. Let me add that. She was fully clothed. But she, it's a picture of a human woman. So she continued on by saying, I'm Agle. I'm 33 years old, but I'm still lonely lady. Never been married. I finished Institute in 2014. I traveled to practice in Thunder Bay, where I practiced in English and worked as a waitress. It is a small town in the provinces, Ontario. It was like a fairy tale. I learned a lot about your country for four months. Stay there. Unfortunately, I had to go back. Let me interject. Thunder Bay Tourism. If you are listening, you just had someone describe Thunder Bay as a fairy tale. If that's not on your promotional material for Thunder Bay, I don't know what will make it in there. Continue. So then she goes on to tell us she now lives and works in Kislorda. So later on in the email, she says, I want to find a loved one to create a strong relationship. This is the most important thing for me. Age difference or nationality, not a problem for me at all. I am interested in what is in the heart. What is in the mind? I just need a single man who is my best friend and faithful partner to whom I dedicate my life and I will love. It is likely that I'm looking for you, and you're the only one I need. Who knows? I'm looking for a serious relationship for a nice man, more than just a friend. I hope that you are looking for the same thing. It is my first letter, and hope a lot of, a lot that it wouldn't be the last one at the same time. Answer me. I'm not asking too much. Give me a chance to become a friend. Let it be. Sending you a big hello from Kazakhstan. See, she's not looking for money. She put there in writing. She's just looking for love. So I responded to this email. Hello. I have a cat. He is missing. Maybe he is in Thunder Bay. Do you like cats? Meow. Let's make friendship that lasts as long as the stars. At least the stars that don't burn out. Those stars, you're done. Write me back. To which she did, she said, Hello, Dan. You answered me and made my day. It's like a first conversation, our first dialogue. In some ways, it's much easier to write. You must agree with it, or what are you doing here? Here, I can be myself. I believe that relationships should be based on honesty and trust. I will, be, I will try to be as open and honest as possible in our communication. I would like to find a serious relationship. Not just a friendly correspondence or for fun. That's why I won't waste your time. And if I write to you, it means I have interest in you. So it goes on for a bit here. 
And then she goes on to say that she lives with her roommate, uh, Natalia, in an apartment. They're both saving. She says she has a cat. She says her mom lives 25 minutes away. And her father died when she was very young. She doesn't remember him. And then she says, hope to hear from you. Take care. Bye. Eigel. So my response. So my cat is still missing. Maybe he took a plane and is in your country. Can you look for him? Just yell, Ron! And if he's there, he will hear you. Do you want to have dinner next week? I will be in Kislorda for business. I can meet you at 6.15 by the park. I'll be wearing a modern take on a town crier's outfit. I'll be easy to spot. Looking forward to finally meeting you in person. Also, if you find Ron, make sure to tell him he's a bad boy. I can take him home with me, but no first class for that little pussy. He's flying coach on the way back. As for what he eats, give him Skittles. If he eats them, then it's not Ron. He hates Skittles. So I'm, uh, I just wanted to make sure she was reading my emails. And she had a response to this email, which uh, (laughs) did not reference a single word I wrote. Is there anything of note in this? Well, no, she did, because are you really going to Kislordia on business? It was one of the first things she said. So she was paying a little bit of attention. Okay. Okay, yeah, she says, that's great. Text me as soon as you're in town. Um, Then she put, I love children. Um, Then wants me to tell her about my job. And then finally says, Oh, Dan, I wrote you so much today. Now it's your term. Wish to wish you to have a good day and take care. I go. I think you'll like my new pics. Is that the one where she sent pictures of her in a gym? Yes. Yeah. So I responded. I go. Any word on Ron? He has fur, a tail, ears, any meows. That should be enough to find him. I need to know if he's there before I arrive on my private plane, as I will need to bring a second plane to bring Ron home. Since we are so well connected now, will you be coming back to Canada with me? Hopefully you will travel in my plane and not Ron's. (laughs) Ron's plane smells like (laughs) kitty. Sorry. Ron's plane smells like kitty litter and tuna. My plane smells like fresh tuna. Much better. And don't let Ron try to convince you that his plane has a toilet. It doesn't. You would have to go duty in a litter box. So be aware of that. I believe you will make the right choice. And this is where it gets heated between Igel and myself. So she responds with, I don't understand what you're writing to me. Do you read my letters or not? Are you all right? (laughs) This person who emailed me out of the blue is asking if I'm all right. Like I'm the insane person here. So I said, I read every word of your letters. I also print them and frame them. I am more than all right, as I have now found you. But have you found Ron yet? I need to know before I fly there. Let me know ASAP. I can't believe I finally get to see you in a few days. It feels like a dream. So she responded with, I do not quite understand what Ron has to do with our communication. 
I would like to find a man for a serious relationship with whom, I'm a, with whom I could share the joys of life. I think that you are not in the mood for communication. And this was the last email I sent. She has not responded. I said, but this is where you're very wrong. I want communication. My desire to find Ron only shows my love towards all creatures. Forget Ron. I will find him when I get there. He's a jerk anyway. Very excited to see you soon. So I guess I I played my my cards wrong. I guess I focused too much on finding my cat and not enough on Eigle. So let this be a lesson. If you want to find true love with someone who emails you out of the blue, don't question how they found you or if they're a real human. Just concentrate on finding love. So hopefully Eigle will, uh, I, I think that might be done. I think I really, I think I really screwed that one up. I'm just checking to see if she did email in case uh, we have an update. No, no, there's no, there's no email from Eigel. I thought we found true love. The reason I do uh, keep those correspondence going is because I want to get to the ask. Olga, the ask was, hey, send me, I looked up the price of a ticket. It's $1,800, so just send me that and I'll buy you a ticket. And I'd always tell Olga, no, no, I'll go there. I No need for you to fly here, I'll go there. But they don't want that because that means they get no money. So they, no, no, I can't get time off work. But that doesn't make any sense. You're going to fly here. So I always want to get to the ask. And how many of these a day do they send out? And how many times does someone actually send them money? I'd like to know. We have uh, viewer emails in which the best email of the week or voicemail of the week gets an CHL prize pack. If you get the email or the voice uh, mail of the week, you get a CHL prize pack hand-selected for you. You like the Red Deer Rebels, you get a Red Deer Rebel prize pack. You like the Vancouver Giants, you get a Vancouver Giants prize pack. You like the Peterborough Beats, you get a Peterborough Beats prize pack. I went to the Beats game Saturday night. Bet Rivers in both the corners, rink boards, the wonky boards at the Memorial Center in Peterborough. They're world famous because they're square. And there's a lot of hometown bounces. They play the Bet Rivers commercial up on the big screen, which is about which is about the size of a, flat, a big flat screen TV because it's an old rink. But it was great being there on a Saturday night with my boy, boy George. I uh, had us in his uh, suite. As soon as I said that, the girls uh, they said, "Yeah, we're in." Did not they did not watch a second of that hockey game. My daughter Ruby's biggest takeaway from the game was we were walking the concourse, checking it out, taking pictures of my buddies who played on the teams and just getting the, the sights and sounds of that rink because it smells like a hockey rink. I love it. And we're, uh, we're going to visit my buddy Pete who calls the games on TV, Pete Dalladay. And we come out of the booth and there's some kid just reefing on a vending machine. 
the candy didn't fall down. So we're eyeing him up. We're like, oh, man. And he's like flying wicked body checks. And this isn't in a, like a corner of the arena. This is on the concourse where everyone gets their snacks. He is. He's going Scott Stevens on that thing. Didn't come out. So Ruby's like, hey, let's go back. Let's go back and get it. I'm like, it's a bag of candy. You don't even, let's, can we, we get back to the suite? She's like, can we, can we go back? I want to get that candy. I finally, I'm like, okay, let's, let's go back so you can try squirrel your arm into a vending machine to get a bag of candy you didn't even pay for. We go back. Just as we get there, some other kid got it out. Ruby, it's like her Christmas was ruined. I'm like, what is going on? You're at a hockey game. You've got all the foods and drink you can eat in the suite. And you want a bag of candy that some poor sap couldn't get out of there and you didn't pay for? I'm like, and then you would have got your arms stuck in there and look. We were like, ah, nice parent you are. Why'd you let your kid do that? I'm like, because she wouldn't let it go. Oh, so you just give her whatever she, I don't know how to parent. I'm figuring this out as we go, as we all are as parents. Your main goal as a parent, try to limit tears. Let's have no tears. Let's have no upset kids. Doesn't need to be spoiled. I wasn't spoiling them. I was letting her get free candy out of a machine. That's the opposite of spoiling. That's earning your reward. Get in there, kid. Cut to she's inside the machine. <laughs> Help. Okay. Here, let's get to these emails. So uh, CHL prize pack as Bet Rivers. Is it official now? Are we an official sponsor of the CHL? I think we are. We're on the rink boards. In every rink in the CHL, I believe. In my mind, it's official. Hey, Dan, Tim, and of course, Z-Money. Terrific show. Two a week. I love it. You've committed to it, and now there's no turning back. I would have lit the house on fire was genuinely a laugh-out-loud moment for me. This man's referring to our new podcast, Funday Monday, on Mondays. Also, Dan, you made some great points about primetime. Think about this. Hall of Fame defensive back in the NFL. Literally one of the best ever to play the position. No, he didn't like getting hit, but he was good. Many of us would say the same about ourselves. Guys, keep it up. Sign Billy. Hey, Dan, love the pod. I always look forward to listening to it every week. Keep up the good work. In a few pods behind, I'm a few pods behind. So hopefully this isn't a moot point. I live in Aurelia, not quite as small as Orono, but still a rel- relatively small town. My mother-in-law's cat was missing for almost six months. One day, she came home from work, and there it was at her front door. There's still hope that Ron will come back. Now, here's the interesting part. Not sure if she responded or not, but a few days later, she saw a post on Facebook from somebody looking for their missing cat with a picture of her cat. Would it be wrong of her to post back saying that, no, now the cat is home? Either way... Just wanted to let you know there's still hope for Ron to return home. Don't give up on him yet, Toolsy. Thank you for all that you do. Keep up the good work, Adam. Thanks, Adam. I think uh, I think Ronnie's in 
with Eigel. Thunder Bay. It was like a dream. Thunder Bay. Hockey hotbed. They've got Shemka dust too. If you ever get that stuff, put that on your chicken. Call me later. Hey, Dan. Just needed to tell you that Boomsies 45 had me laughing my butt off. Not sure exactly what had me in stitches while on my hike in the beautiful Algoma Highlands. Well, just about everything. A couple of notes, though. Number one, dollar store candy canes, very bad look. Go to the game next year. Gotta up the game, sorry, next year if you're invited back. Referencing the Santa Claus parade that I was a part of. And I gave out dollar store candy canes. Which were trash. And number two, Christmas tree all year round, beg to differ. However, as you say, if it makes you happy, go for it. Thanks, Dan. Steven in Sault Ste. Marie. Hey, Dan. I'm a longtime Windsor Spitfire fan, and I remember when Brian Bickle and Steve Webb played for the Spits. I'd love to hear them on the podcast talk about their time with the Spits and playing at the historic Windsor Arena. Hopefully, they'd have some great stories to tell because some of the fans in that arena were intense. Keep the OHL talk coming. It's refreshing to hear on a podcast against only NHL tidbits. As great as the Spits are, the Peets do have the best jerseys in the league. Would be interested to hear your OHL jersey rankings. It's not a bad idea. Also, if you love Cherry Coke, the next time you're in Detroit, you'll have to grab a Fago Cherry Cola. It's as good, if not better than Cherry Coke. Just not easy to find outside of Detroit or Windsor. Have a good one, Megan. There's a very popular song from a few years ago called Blueberry Fago. Okay, I need to get back to Detroit. I haven't been there in a few years since the pandemic. Beautiful city to visit. They've revitalized the downtown. It's where these watches are from, Shinola's. They, Shinola built a hotel. Go to a Tigers game. Go to a Lions game. Go to a Wings game. I don't need to tell you what teams are there. I'm just saying. It's a fun little jaunt. Morning. Just a quick note on a few things you mentioned in the past few pods. Number one, mornings. You grew up on a farm, so mornings were to be feared and loathed. You had more than once heard, get up! It's minus 40. Go make sure the pipes aren't frozen in the barn. Very true. That was always an ongoing fear that the pipes freeze up in the barn. And uh, I've mentioned this before. Get up is burned into my brain because I was a goalie. And I was a flopper. So all I'd hear from the, the stands while I played was my father yelling, Get up! Get up! flashbacks number two pop in glass bottles is by far is pure mouth joy pure mouth joy that's a band name i bet you they were a band in the 90s or 80s number three raisins are a delightful treat off with the fuck no what all the best, pal. Love the pod. Maybe for 50, you can get the weirdly tall fella you worked with in America or Ben Teller. You lost me at raisins are a delightful treat. 
And finally, hey, Toolsy, I recently quit my job at the Helium Factory. I don't like being spoken to it in that tone. <laughs> I ruined the joke. Hey, Toolsy, I recently quit my job at the Helium Factory. I don't like being spoken to in that tone. Being born and raised in Manitoba, we love a deal and free stuff sounds like a great deal to me. Big Dog Rob. Big Dog Rob. Uh, so Z-Money, of those emails, you have to select a CHL prize pack winner. You email us at yeah, that's YA, let's talk at gmail.com. And if you don't want your name included, just put that in there at the top. Say don't include my name. Or you send us a, a voicemail. The number is 289-796-2001. 289-796-2001. Z-Money, the CHL prize pack winner is... We'll go with Big Dog Rob in that. Big nice Dog joke. Rob! He is a mainstay on this podcast. We love him. And he is going to be contacted by Z-Money because this is where I wipe my hands of this entire giveaway. My favorite part. Uh, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe. I really asked this question to Z-Money and Producer Tim. And I know I've asked the question out loud on this podcast. And they explained it to me. They said, it just works with expanding the reach of the podcast by simply liking and subscribing. The more people that like and subscribe, the more that it's put out there. So please do that. Guess what? It's free. So give me a Christmas present. Like and subscribe. That's all I ask for. I don't need any gifts. I've got everything I need. I've got my health. My kids are healthy. I've got a roof over my head and I've got food to eat. I don't need anything else. I just need you to like and subscribe. It's a win-win for all of us. Make sure you uh, hug someone. They probably need it. And be nice to everyone. Doesn't cost you a thing. See you next Welcome week. Welcome to Boomsies with Daniel Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network.